Boys, hi. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey there. Hey. Hi. How's it going? It's like half, halfway point of summer. Mm -hmm. This is a good. How we doing? You're right. It is uh, about the midpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back. I'm, I'm back. Back home. Not at the. Not at the beach anymore. You sound. Aww. You sound amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you sound so tan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, you know, it doesn't take long, uh, to get back into. Apparently not. We're back at home mode, and okay. mm. everything's as did it was. We, did you enjoy the beach? Chip? Oh did man, we it? had a great time. Yeah, the family had an awesome time. Ben, Excellent. Ava, Anne. I'll even throw Anne in the mix there. I think she had a good time too. Wonderful. Is she a beach? Is she a beach person? Um, that's get too personal. No, no. I, I, she was, it was, I mean, it's intimidating. You come into our family, the Rossman family, it's, uh, you know, okay, here's the deal. Once every year, you're going to drive eight hours plus mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to go stay with my family in a beach mm -hmm. house for a week. Sounds right. awesome. You down with that? I'm in. <laughs> mm -hmm. And my family can be a bit, a bit intense. Um, so, uh, yeah, like the first couple times Anne went... It was a learning curve. It was a learning curve, exactly. Thank mm -hmm. you, Greg. But no, no, it, it, I think we all had a great time. That's good. We, you, you know, and, and the, the house is big enough that we can all find, uh, our, I see. We can all find yes. our little spots. Yeah, you, you, don't you, don't, you can go hide if you, ha if you, you need to. You don't have to play Rummy Royal with the, with the Rossmans. You know? Okay. <laughs> okay. But it's always available. It's, if you want to, trust me, there's always <laughs> a game ready for you. You know where to find Rummy Royal. That's right. All right, good. <laughs> How about you guys, Excellent. Nick? What's up, man? Uh, good. Just uh, it's a it's a busy weekend. We yeah, the brother came up yesterday. We hung out. Alex went out to, uh, went out to Big Cork. It was uh, it was good. It was a good weekend. Nice. It was a good nice. weekend. Mm -hmm. How about you, Gregorius? Where are you? I'm Still in Philly. Philly? Still in Philly. Yep. Um, I'm coming bi uh, back to the West Coast and then. Uh, oh, good. So back to the West Coast and then you're, then you're uh, yeah, settled, briefly. right? You settle yeah, in. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> Even close. Uh, that's when the that's when the real mayhem begins. It's, it's like vacation slash fun trip stuff, not touring, not music related. Okay. Family stuff. Um, my sister's getting married in Portland. Hey, nice. all right. Um, Congratulations. Which is very exciting. <laughs> yep. Maureen and Carl. Um, Congratulations. They are, uh, they've been together for a long time and it's good. It's going to be very nice to see them tie the knot. Yeah. And um, after that, I'm heading to Europe, which is going to prove a little bit challenging for our what? streak. Um, so no, more on that later. No, um, oh man. Yeah, so it's. I'm very much looking forward to being there, but the getting there is going to be a little bit arduous. However, I mean, I'm, I've got pretty thick skin for travel these days. So. Yeah, man. I yeah, would you're um, an old pro. I basically travel more than I stay at home. <laughs> now, will it's, you take uh, a guitar at all, or you just you're just going to leave it off? No, no, no. I just demand that whoever I'm staying with go find <laughs> one for me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the rider. <laughs> it's in my rider. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, along with a bottle of tequila. Sixty-five super <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's um, but it's going to be very exciting, especially you know traveling overseas like that. I mean, I get to do it every now and then, but. Uh, you know, I haven't seen my my relatives in France, and it's my friends. My, my excuse me, my French is going to be a little bit rusty. <laughs> okay, but, um, but it, it always comes back within sure. a couple of days. So, yeah. sure. it's, are it's, they it's, forgiving? It's, of are you? Are they forgiving? Of uh, depends. Depends okay. who it is. Depends on the relative. You're yeah. going to get a well, little bit of good natured ribbing, I, I assume. Yeah. Well, I can throw it back because of the parody that happened last week. So. Uh -huh. with the, between the euro and the dollar are now equal ah, for the yeah, first right. time in 20 years sure. <laughs> so i don't know how that it happened but it anyway. is a good time to travel to europe or so i hear yeah well i'll let you know for sure um in a few weeks <laughs> but right. um otherwise uh this weekend was uh pretty chill it was jackson's seventh birthday my son hey, oh, right. birthday, jackson. Yeah. Nice. Um, birthday. so he's a big he, he's a big boy and uh, he's a good boy and mm -hmm. uh, just before that, I actually played at the Philadelphia Convention Center with the Resilient. Oh, no wow. kidding! We had a gig. Yeah, it was a gig for AFSCME. F oh, yeah, I know it well. No, I have no idea what this is. Nope. It is the American Federation for State and County Municipal Employees. Took me oh. a long time to get that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> they do right. an annual convention is with the resolutions. Union? It's the biggest union in the country. Wow. Okay. No kidding. Stacey right. Abrams was there. Wow. Yeah. All right. And um, 
you know, it, yes, a worker union. Not exactly a stance that the resilient is, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense. Our political, we don't have any political alienation. It has no alignment. This is very political. No, right. but there are vets that are part of it. And they, sure. was, they, they thought we would be a great fit. And so they made us an offer and we took it. So that was a fun thing. And That's it cool. kind of rounded out this like trilogy of <laughs> summer gigs that we had. <laughs> and that were each very different and challenging in their own way. Yeah. So it was a nice sense of accomplishment to know that we could, we could pull it off. We played the Ghost of Tom Jode. All right. No kidding. All right. Yeah. Jay would love to do, to know about that. Rage I thought. version and a lot of rage covers. Yeah, that's what I was going to well, say. It, it's actually interesting. Excuse me, um, because we actually learned it from Tom Morello, like back when we did a, a benefit concert. Oh yeah, back when oh, okay. we were hanging with Tom sure. Morello, yeah. of course. Yeah, okay. yeah. He and uh, he. Well, does you really it. can't play it unless you learn it from Tom. Right. So yeah. it's, no, yeah. Tom's the man. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is the man. I'll tell you that. He's a pretty intense guy. Um, yeah. They're on tour again now. And they sound yeah. killer. Have yeah. you heard the new Rage? Uh, have you seen any footage of them playing? Oh I haven't my God. seen any footage of it. I've only heard the news articles. And I saw that they were limiting cell phone access. So there hasn't been too much bubbling. There was. I, I saw one but, clip from the very first show, the opening night or whatever. Yeah. And uh, man, yeah. that kick drum was singing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very cool stuff. So anyway, I'm, 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 I'm rambling. But um, cut to the chase. Tom Morello... He played in the E Street Band briefly. Yes. You know this, Jay, right? I do. So, and so basically, I think that what happened is he and Bruce worked out a kind of heavier, more rockin' version, less folky version of Ghost yeah. of Tom Jode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With like, which ends with Morello being doing like the wick He pulls out all the tricks. And so we did that version with him at this benefit show. All right. And, did um, you have to rent an octave pedal? No, I mean, he, 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 he was on top of it. Oh, Tom Morello was on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, sorry, I forgot that you were playing with yeah, Tom exactly. Morello there for a second. Yeah. <clears throat> he Continue. was, he was, he, he, he invited us into his green room. He was like, "Come on, guys, I got a whole bar back here." But this wasn't the show at the Philly Convention Center, right? I, I, no, it wasn't. I lost the thread there for a second. Yeah. We, uh, w- w- what we did is we we re we pulled it out of our playbook. Oh, okay. We didn't really reinterpret it, honestly. But we were like, remember back in the day, like six years ago, when we did this benefit concert with Tom? Mm-hmm. And we did Ghost of Tom Jode. And Ghost of Tom Jode has like this weird time thing. It's not, I mean, for you guys, I think it, would, it wouldn't, you know, you would, you would catch on pretty quick. Okay. There's like a bar of three. It's like, it's a normal four. Mm-hmm. Every now and then there's a bar of three. Okay. And uh, it's a little, it takes a little bit of finesse, a little bit of like a, awareness extra awareness you can't just mm-hmm. like sit back and just one yeah three, you can't just three, yeah just dance to the it whole time gotta be keeping so track. um and if you miss it if anybody in the band misses it it kind of yeah. gets a little yeah uh, unstable yeah. yeah you know but anyway we pulled it off it was a lot of fun and uh you know props to those guys much love and there you have it and now here we are beautiful <laughs> sweet i'm i'm so tired and oh. I'm getting into i'm getting into the craziest like stuff so it's all good <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll sleep when I'm dead. All right. Exactly. We're on the plane to Cyprus or wherever you <laughs> You should check it out. We'll sleep when, we, when we're dead. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, with that in mind, let's get started. Let's do this. Woo. You should check it out. Yes, that's right. You are tuned into You Should Check It Out, fueled by caffeine and blind rage. Mm. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> angry so angry who's angry what are you talking about I don't know I don't know I'm just going with it we remember the yes and memo we got I don't know that's right um, this is episode 154 yeah 154 and you know there was I, I circulated something between the three of us earlier saying that this would be this would be the start of your season four is it but that's actually incorrect Okay. It would be 156. Episode 156 will be the start of season four. If it's 52 episodes per year, right? No, mm-hmm. no, it'd be 158. 157 would be the first episode of season four, right? Because 156 would be the 52nd episode of year three. Say that again. 156 
156 would be the 52nd episode of year three. Correct. Yeah, so it's 157. So 157. 157. Is, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for all okay. of you out there in podcast land, <laughs> waiting with bated breath. Wake up, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the start of season four, it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. It'll it's probably co- yeah. be when Greg is in Europe. Yes. Perfect. But uh, nevertheless, my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And man, we have an awesome episode for you tonight. Uh, Greg's going to be kicking things off. He's got a, uh, a roundup of the news, a cornucopia yes. of content. Ooh, 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 I know this. Um, I'm going to be talking about uh, a new album that's coming out. It's really excited to talk about. And Nick's going to be talking about a new new album that just came out. He's, came he's, out. I, I barely see Nick this excited. Ever. Yeah, I'm really just a pool. I mean, I think Nick would talk for the next 54 minutes. Uh, on this topic alone, you're if we luckily let it. catching me on a Sunday night, so there's no chance that's going to happen. But, <laughs> that's right. but I will, I will. Yeah, I do. I'm plenty excited. So, with that in mind, let's get things started. Greg, you're up first, buddy. Go. Yo, 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 yo. So, well, I don't want to bring the mood down because I do have some sad news. Um, but I want to, I want to pay homage, a tribute to uh, a friend of mine who went by Z or Zebo. He uh, was a singer in the DC uh, music scene. Um, he was best known as one of the singers for the live uh, Thievery Corporation band. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. okay. Along with his brother Roots. So he had Z and Roots. And these guys were very recognizable if you ever went to go see Thievery, which is, you know, it started out as a DJ duo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These guys were DJing in clubs around DC and some of their mixtapes got sent out and they 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 broke into the whole culture, the sort of lounge yeah. sound. You know, they were respected everywhere. Um, yeah, you you pull up any chill or lounge playlist on Spotify, they're going to be in there. You know? Thank you, Jay. Yeah, and not only that, but you know, if you go to like Greece or something, they're huge there. Oh, really? Like certain markets where they like, yeah, they they fill whatever the biggest place to play is. Huh. I hear the huge so, insiders. Um, uh, well, they probably are, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But um, we'll see. I will ask around. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, but on the ground, anyway, that'd be great. <laughs> so they, they they would roll with like multiple singers because some of their songs would have feature female vocals. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And some of them would feature more like Rasta kind of mm-hmm. sounds, mm-hmm. like like hev- heavily leaning on the Jamaican reggae vibes. And that's where Z came in. And Z and his brother Roots, they were with Thievery, but they also had a, a uh, a side project called CI, uh, spelled C E, uh, sorry, S E E dash letter I. And mm-hmm. they were uh, weekly gigs in DC at the, at the 18th Street Lounge, which is like the club that Thievery basically owned. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a whole scene. CI would tour sometimes. And when I moved out to Cali, they would come out to the West Coast. And instead of flying their guitar player, the regular guy, they would actually say, hey, let's just ask Loman. Because, right? He's already Sweet. there. Yeah, and he could just you know. He knows a couple chords. Uh huh. I literally would go on stage not knowing a single song. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> How that guys were crazy. Yeah, and not only that, but there's like you know, if you're a reggae band, there's a significant amount of pre gaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just I would just go up there totally blind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I would get through. You know, just like just you know, find the figure the key out and then just kind of move around in that key. Find you know, turn on my carbon copy, get a little space yeah, echo vibe happening. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and just vibe, just groove, and just nice. watch for cues. So anyway, it was a really special experience to get to play with those guys because they were real rastas, man, and. I am not in any way, <laughs> like I, you, you know. But but I like to kind of, you know, to observe and and just and hear hear their stories. And Z was just like this, such a such an amazing dude. Like I cannot think of a single. Uh, it's all positive with him. Nice. Yeah. He was like a, a a natural leader, but like just so clear in what he wanted and how he went through his day. He was just. There was a wisdom to him. Anyway, I thought we could st- uh, just, I won't go on and on any more than I already have, but let's play a clip of Z, of Z uh, singing with Thievery Corporation. This is The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah. Live from the 930 Club in 2011. Awesome.
Rest in yeah. peace. Oh, good Z. stuff, man. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah, good. And, uh, it was such a such a nice guy, man. And his brother, his brother Roots must be so heartbroken. It it, it sucks. Mm. In any case, rest in peace, and mm-hmm. uh, you know a loss for the DC scene. But um, his music lives on. Absolutely. Um, and actually, uh, Nick, I may. Yeah. Um, I found a playlist, a Spotify playlist that okay. was just like forty-five songs of, that he sang on, or something that somebody put mm-hmm. together. Yeah, um, our friend Andy Sarudi, their manager, and I can send you a link to that. Maybe you can put yeah, it in there. toss it, in, toss it in Slack. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely, right. sounds good. All right, but this is actually uh, I'm going to inclu- include that story as you know some of the new current event. Yes. Kind of things. <laughs> so I actually have a bit for that. It's oh. called uh, "Heard It Through the Greg Vine." Yeah, you did. Greg. 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 <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that's a good one. The Greg mm. That's a good original. One. That is an original. Yeah. yeah. All right. So so here's 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 two other things. We actually uh, touched on this a few weeks ago. A new music venue opened up in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh yeah, this and, is the one, uh, yeah, it's when your dad worked on, right? Exactly. Yeah, All it's right, called cool. the Orion Amphitheater. Um, yes. And you know, I'm keeping a close eye on it because. My old man was an architect on it. Yeah. He, uh, he worked on this project for years, and um, it opened with a concert by uh, Jay, your boy, Jason Isbell. That's right. And the 400 mm-hmm. unit, and some mm-hmm. other uh, very talented acts. Um, so now it's up and running. I haven't looked at the schedule, but I did come across a very interesting article, and I'd like to maybe do a deep dive, but I want to introduce it here because it's a current event kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and what I wanted to... To mention about this article is it's talking about how a music audit led to equitable economic development in Huntsville, Alabama. So what they're trying to say is that basically some of these kind of up and coming cities, which Huntsville is, it apparently is like one of the fastest growing, the fastest growing city in Alabama, okay. surpassing Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And uh, this past May, it was named America's best city to live in uh, by real estate. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Dot us. Dot com or something. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's some <laughs> some good reasons to to move there, especially mm-hmm. in the COVID age, yeah. uh, post COVID age. Anyway, so it's an eight thousand person capacity outdoor amphitheater, and basically it's this philosophy that if we take a look at the uh, potential economic possibilities of have of turning this into a music city quote unquote uh-huh. mm-hmm. music city yep yeah then maybe we should do it it's like the intersection between creative placemaking and economic development mm-hmm. huh. because as we know i mean like anything that's become a quote unquote music city is now like so far beyond thriving i mean like austin and nashville being sure. like the two main examples of cities that in the last 20 years yeah you know, I mean, not to say there was always history there. Don't get me wrong; we all know that. Mm-hmm. But as far as like being the hip place to live and blah blah blah, and yeah, getting absolutely. gentrified and all yeah. that. Yeah, you think about the music cities in America. What do you got? Like New York, L.A., Nashville, Nashville. Austin, right? Uh, yeah. New Orleans, yeah. New Orleans, New Orleans, and gonna... Portland would maybe come in a third. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Portland kind of it came and went. Yeah, um, almost like there was a scene that existed there. Yeah. The the cool thing about uh, this is it like it it delineates it as like the city actually has to have like a governance policy about music incorporating yeah. music mm-hmm. into all these different areas of of you know what a local government would do. Yeah. And so in order to kind of get this label which is yeah, which is really cool. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool. It seems like uh from the article that uh they went above and beyond what like a lot of cities would do just saying like, "Hey, we're going to be a home for music." And you know they might build get a festival. Yeah, they might have a fe- host a festival or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, um, but these guys actually hired like a consulting firm and like you uh-huh. know and really like established a growth plan around supporting music and turning yeah. this into a music city. It's really really kind of fascinating and really neat. How yeah. cool is that? 
Yeah. I mean, it, right? So if, cool. Imagine if you already lived there. You'd be like, this is awesome. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, imagine if Elderber- Eldersburg just suddenly decided to become a music city. Why not? You'd be like, man. this is yeah, amazing. Let's do it. I'll spearhead that effort. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I even went to the Huntsville, like, the Huntsville yeah. government website. Like, they have, they have a, a, a music initiative from the mayor's office that like touches on all of the other departments and yeah i mean it's it's like an official thing it's 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 kind of this is part of their strategy and the great thing about this article that you shared greg is from brookings institute so they're you know a think tank that so they're doing like economic analysis yes. of, yeah. of of the impact yeah. uh, that, that 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 this kind of adoption has for city especially when it comes to economic growth and that I think that's where the that's where the rubber hits the road, right? Well, there. it's so that's... cool that they can put numbers to it, like saying this is what the kind of numbers that music can bring to your town. Yeah, you know that's that's exactly. that's awesome. You know, yeah, <laughs> you it is. yeah. and especially I mean, what better time? I mean, they started this plan as a five year plan. They started it in 2019 to like hire the growth plan that Jay you mentioned, uh-huh. and uh, not even knowing that like fast forward three years later, now you're like. People are like salivating for live music again. Yeah, yeah. Even still, you know, they really totally. are. Like, oh yeah. So, I thought that was really interesting. I think we should we should keep an eye on that. Um, it's fascinating, man. Maybe right. I'll move to Huntsville. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Well, and also just other municipalities that can adopt this. I mean, it would be you know I think we were talking a little bit beforehand that some of these music some of these cities that are known for having music they're a bit saturated. Yeah. Right. If oh, only we, if only we knew yeah. someone on an economic leadership council for uh, you know a yep. local municipality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and it, and the good thing is that that uh, all of the workers that work in municipal government just recently got inspired by the resilient. Uh, I, would, so, I would hope so. Yeah. We had a, we had we, we played a good show, but we also had this really great intro video. There's <laughs> 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 a real tearjerker. Um, so well, you know, it's, you it's it. all part of one pie. You know, it's you got yeah. to do, do the work. That's awesome. Yep. it's really neat. Yeah, at, the, at the at the end of the day, you got to do the work. But there's you got to create opportunities. You know, this is it seems like that's what they're doing, and uh, we'll see if they um, if if suddenly you know it becomes a destination or it gets, starts to get mentioned in mm-hmm. the same breath as in Austin and Nashville. You heard it here first, folks. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why Keep not? an eye, Huntsville. So, all right, I'm going to round out this. Uh, Heard it through the Greg Vine um, <laughs> with uh, one more little story that I thought was pretty hilarious. Does any, did you guys ever see the movie The Social Network? I did. I yeah. did once, yeah. Well, you must remember the Winklevoss twins. Indeed. <laughs> this is the early, the early co or Yes, these are the, the, the two that caused uh, Zuckerberg trouble, right? Yeah. Early on in Facebook. Exactly. So... Apparently, they like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm actually having trouble accessing the. I'm, 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 I can't get past the paywall right now, but it's okay. I, you'll get the gist. If you look it up on the New York Times, I, this, is, argument, this is the closest thing the New York Times has ever made to a pitchfork article. Yeah. Nick, have you yeah. had a chance to, to read it? No, no, no. Oh I my God. Not. It is Jay, so Jay, full Jay, of well, snark. I, 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 I want you to, to give your two okay, cents. Okay, what's about the Winklevoss twins, though? It's come on. <laughs> of course, it's full of snark. How could it not be? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just great. It's uh, you know, this, these these forty year old billionaire twins, you uh-huh. know, that made their money in, of course, you know, social media and and by Bitcoin. claiming that they co-invented Facebook and needed a payout. Right, right, right. So I mean, I I don't want to steal your your thing here, Greg. But no, no, I mean, no please this, go. go. This go, go, article go, go. from the Times is just great. It it describes in in what could be read as like a really dry just description of exactly what happened on that night. Yeah, but if you know what you're listening, if you know what you're looking at, it uh-huh. is the New York Times like dissing on these guys so hard. <laughs> so, yeah, these guys are uh, they, they actually pulled up to a place called the uh, the, the Talk House, which is in Abagansett yeah. on Long Island, like mm-hmm. in the Hamptons. It's actually a place that uh, I believe every new every New Year's Eve, G.E. Smith plays with Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers because <laughs> uh, they both live out there. Anyway, it's apparently a pretty cool spot, you know, like it mentions in the article, a bunch of, you know, I just mentioned two, two well-known performers, but like Jimmy Buffett, Paul McCartney, Billy Joel, Paul Simon, like they've all played there, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's just this, it's, it's a swanky area Yeah, to put it mildly. Okay. But these guys had like, they started a cover band. Yeah. Just like, just like a basic bitch cover band. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> and like, I mean, I'm not trying to ha- hate on him because I can't, I, I haven't heard any of this, but it's like all these photos from inside the club and it's just very, very basic looking and they, but they, they, meanwhile, they have like really nice, like in-ear monitors and they're singing yeah. on stage and everything <laughs> and they're playing, it, 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 it talks about the set list. They played like Killing in the Name, yeah. <laughs> like Sex on Fire by King of Leons, like, and then it, 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 I, st- I, I had to crack up when it said, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers can't stop. I'm like, I wanted to say this on the podcast. I was like, see, you guys might think, you guys might play the Chili Willy clip and, you know, make some... We make want some, Chili Willy! We want Chili Willy! We want Chili Willy! I know. But even if you're billionaire twins, <laughs> you still go to the Hamptons and you play covers of Can't Stop. <laughs> well, let, let me read. Let me read a couple paragraphs. Yeah, let's get a couple choice so, notes out of this. Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss, who were born in nearby Southampton and grew up in Connecticut, had a much warmer reception at the Talk House. By 7 p.m. on Saturday, the place was packed, mainly with young adults in Bermuda shorts and summer dresses, who appeared to belong to the same crowd as the Harvard-educated twins themselves. The twins took the stage and dove into their opener, Top Gun Anthem, the instrumental theme to the 1986 fi- film. With his mustache, slicked-backed hair, aviator shades, and wallet chain hanging from the back pocket, Oof, Tyler had a look of chain. somewhere between Top Gun and Tommy Bahama. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, his legs wide apart and the me- microphone held sideways, Tyler led the band into Rage Against the Machines, killing in the name. Now they do what you told you, he sang before leaping into the crowd, where he engaged in a flurry of high fives and fist bumps with the Mars Junction faithful. What up, Talk House? He said. Fourth of July weekend. It's the big one. Ready to rock, you guys? So, like, <laughs> it's not the New York Times, like, commenting on any of this. It's nope. just presenting those facts. They're, they're presenting <laughs> the facts. I actually love, before that, Jay, there's a, there's a line about the twins whose cryptocurrency, compa- whose cryptocurrency company, Gemini, laid off 10% of its staff in the recent crypto <laughs> crash, uh-huh. hit a bump on the road to Amazon. It's just, it's <laughs> yeah, right, 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 And, like, he, like, one of them, like, missed a note, and that went viral or something like that. Just trying uh, to do yeah. a, a Steve Perry cover. Oh but the best line, the best line of the whole thing. Uh-oh. I guess they sat down with the New York Times afterwards. Before the Sunday evening show, the brothers took a moment to chat in an upstairs room at the talk house. As Tyler cracked open a liquid death sparkling water, he said that the previous night's show had the feel of a homecoming and noticed that his, noted that his parents still had the beach house in nearby Quoga. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Now when you play covers, you're judged against the recording, Tyler uh-huh. said. And the more iconic the song, the more people know the recording. And live is a little bit of a different thing. So it's really a tough gig. Oh yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, they're living hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Up there. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's, I, I, I just thought it was funny though. It's all because <laughs> it's like, like by the way, this is the same weekend that the resilient went up and played in like the Fourth of July parade, parade in the Hamptons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then and then three days later, I'm playing with the Red Dots, and I'm just like. Wait, are you kidding me? Like these guys are playing <laughs> Chili Peppers covers in the Hamptons. I wish you guys. Cool. Have, I wish the Winklevoss twins would have been on their own float, like a, a competing float. I think that would have been amazing. You guys would have yeah. wiped they the could, floor. They, they could buy it. We'll they, see. They want it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can. <laughs> it's hilarious. But anyway, I, 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 I thought that was a, that was a funny little story. And uh, hey, look, I wish them well. You know, I wish them down a well. You know, I wish them well. <laughs> No, I'm just I'm kidding. That's a. Uh, <laughs> who, I think uh, who did that bit? I forget, it might have been Joan Rivers. Anyway, um, that's okay. That's right. Yeah. You're always but, borrowing from Joan. That's I'm right. all, I, I, yeah, uh, always. Uh, but anyway, that's that's heard it through the Greg Vine. Heard it through the Greg Vine. Greg. Oh, thank you, Greg. Oh, the thank classic. you guys. I love, I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard it do a great Marvin Gaye, amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. <laughs> you know, the Winklevoss <laughs> twins t- covered that on their second night. It's yeah. not, actually, that was, that, was a, that was actually a live recording from Emma Gansett. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Greg. Mm-hmm. <but> incredible. <laughs> Johnny Nebraska, what are we doing? All right. Well, guys, I am so excited. Um, are you? Yeah. I get to talk about some new music Excellent. that um, just dropped. Hey, you okay? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. New music? All right. Yeah, yeah. and it, get this. I think we could safely say that Kreshmir is like our own ghost in the machine here because sure. he keeps like, he won't come on the podcast and talk, 
but he keeps dropping little suggestions of things that we should talk about. Uh, so he, listen? he won't listen to anything I tell him about. But <laughs> that, that's a side point. Does he listen to the podcast? Rarely. Rarely. Yeah. Okay. If we tell him to, yeah. We have to hold his <laughs> head down and put headphones on. But Just duct tape the, the, the earbuds right into his ears, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so it was about, like, I think Wednesday of last week, I'm at the beach, you know, just chilling, and I get a random text message from Crush saying, hey, have you heard the new Dawes stuff? I don't know anything about the band, but the instrumental sections are pretty killer. I'm like, Crash hmm. is recommending a Dawes song Dawes. to me. Dawes, yeah. I gotta check this out. Uh-huh. Because I, I don't want to... Crash likes a wide variety of music. Yes, but singer-songwriter pop music that Dawes writes, not really in his wheelhouse. Mm-mm. You know? So I listened... And man, I couldn't stop listening to this. They released four singles from this uh, upcoming album. Yep. Um, the name of the album is The Misadventures of Doom Scroller. That is <laughs> going to be released yep. on July 22nd. So by the time this podcast airs, it will be out. Um, but for now, uh, all we can listen to is the four singles that have been released. And man, I, it, it, ooh, so freaking cool. Um, they might, I, they're my favorite band right now. They're just my really? favorite band. Absolutely. How about yeah. that? Awesome. Yeah. And it's funny because we were just talking about Dawes. Yeah. Is, it, it, now, is this is this album produced by Jonathan Wilson? It is produced by Jonathan Wilson. Beautiful. Exactly. Right. He's, like, he's like the Nigel Godrich of Dawes. Well, that, yeah. 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 I think so. Not the George Martin, if you will. Yeah. Not only that, on the song I'm about to play here called Ghost in the Machine, he plays drums on it as well. Huh. Yeah. He plays drums. Well, in addition to Dawes, Dawes regular drummer. So there's two drummers. Two drummers. Yeah. So I'll get it I'll get into kind of some of the details of why I like this so much, but uh, this is uh, the first single that I heard is called Ghost in the Machine. like an Allman Brothers feel to it. Uh, it, is, well, it man, the drummer. So go ahead, go ahead, Greg. I was just going to say, it's no way out. You know, boom, bam, bam, yes, bam, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. No, I was going to say, so I, th- the only thing about, and I think the thing that's always been my hang-up for Dawes, uh, I love the drums, though. They, like, I love that guy dancing all over that place. Mm-hmm. All over the place. It's so, it's so great. It makes it so much, yeah, peppier. Is it, what is his, what's his voice remind you of? Like, I cannot I don't place know. it. It's like, it's like in a, like it's somewhere between a Loggins and a Kevin Kenny Loggins and like a Dan Fogelberg with like a rock and band mm-hmm. behind. I don't know. I don't know. What is it? I don't know. His like voice it doesn't remind me back to a point in my childhood. I, th- I, I think cannot place it. it does, he doesn't sound like him, but I think his his delivery and the like the way that the, his lyrics kind of remind me of like Jackson Brown a little bit. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Um, maybe maybe it is Jackson Brown. All right. I gotta figure that's this another, out. That's another that's another Jonathan Wilson collaborator, so <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, that's of course. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 big time. So yeah, I mean if you got if you don't know Dawes, we've talked about him a couple times on the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. They, they are for me they're most associated with the guy that can make me cry. He just writes these songs that just like oh just tear into my soul. But it, I mean it's pretty much just singer songwriter rock music. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, it's a guitar. Sometimes they have a lead, uh, get a second guitar player, 
uh, keys and organ, bass, and drums. Really pretty simple sound, and they really haven't done anything that's like this, that has like extended jams in the middle of yeah. it. So this that came as a complete shock to me, so I had to like kind of dive into it. In On their website, they have a pretty cool write-up about the four tracks that they've released so far. I'll just read a little bit from that. The, the words to Ghost of the Machine are about the early days of the band, playing in small clubs and going on small tours, uh, blah, 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 blah. It's the first time we've ever had a song with this kind of a feel. We got Jonathan Wilson to play a second drum kit for the live take. Griffin and he switch off. Griffin is Taylor Goldsmith's brother, plays drums. Griffin uh-huh. and him... Uh, switch off taking those drum breaks at the end the solos were live on the floor and there's no background vocals so other than extra percussion a rhythm guitar and an extra keyboard part it's all one live take wow and the entire album well at least the four tracks that have been released all sound live you know mm-hmm. cut cut in the same room and yeah, it's just such a brave move for a band like this and yeah uh you know if you listen to their stuff it's clear they have an incredible re- rhythm section their yeah. bass player and their drummer are just so tight and they allow the vocals to shine, and, and they don't talk over top of it, but they've never really done any kind of virtuistic or instrumental sections whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a hard left turn. It, I, I saw a funny uh, quote on the YouTube clip. as a comment from the YouTube section. It said, uh, sounds like uh, Dawes has finally entered their Steely Dan phase, and I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. So, what do you think the play is? What do you think? What do you think? Why do you think opening it up... Just Why to not? highlight the incredible man behind them, like uh, him? Or? They're, they're just, they're good enough. Yeah, they're yeah. good enough. Clearly they're good enough. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. It's, it's, and I would imagine um, that Jonathan Wilson had something to say about that. Like, why not do this? You know, why not give why it a shot? this live? It sounds so good. Because, yeah, it's like you guys have been a band for so long. Like, let's, hey, time is money. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that I kept is out. coming back to is like, well, if they can really do this and do this live, I mean, it opens their potential audience up much wider you know and they can yeah start playing the jam band circuit circuit. yeah exactly exactly. you know yeah so i just think it's a brilliant move um not every band Mm -hmm. can do it but i will say nick i think there are a lot of lessons to be learned from sleepers on these recordings i don't disagree and i've I've listened to these songs plenty uh, many times actually since you sent them over over the on friday i think mom's a big fan yeah all right cool cool (laughs) So yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm super. You should cover 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 one of them. It, it, it crashes into it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. pick we'll pick one and or at least at least like grab grab one of the one or two of the grooves. Well, I think that yeah. it, what I mean by like learning stuff from it is like, okay, so they have a similar uh, arrangement of of musicians to us. Mm-hmm. The guy sings and writes lyrics in a style that I kind of do, which is pretty wordy, okay. pretty mm-hmm. pretty direct. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way that the, the music fits behind those words, I think we could learn a lot from. Cool. Let's study it. Yeah. And it. I also, the production is incredible. I mean, it sounds yeah. so freaking good. And the, yeah. that uh-huh. it was all done live is just just awesome. So there's a couple other things I wanted to mention, but I did want to play another clip here. This is uh, the song Everything is Permanent. And this is okay. another good example of kind of taking something that they did pretty well before and then adding a section. Bird Clock loves this song, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's permanent, Bird Clock, don't worry. Yep. yep. Um, uh, Taylor writes about this song on his website about this. Uh, Everything is Permanent is a song that is wrapped around a molten core of a breakdown, freakout, major, minor interweave that is probably oh. the moment I'm most proud of on the whole record. So, Cool. This is pretty cool. It's uh, Like I said, it's a pretty standard song. I'm going to play the intro to it, and then I'm going to play the freak out part in the middle excellent so here's the uh, here's the intro
see the last frontier So yeah, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yep. The part I really like about that is the way he comes into that chorus is really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it keeps going like that, and then you reach this part, which, I mean, to the two folks that I'm talking to right now, you're going to get the reference that I'm about to throw out here pretty quickly. But um, it, there's a pretty famous musician that we both love that this jam section just sounds like they listen to a lot of this guy. Oh, okay, so, I know you're talking about. Okay, okay. listen to a whole bunch of Zappa right well <laughs> Jonathan Wilson if you listen to his stuff he he, he drops Zappa references nice uh, nice in, in the lyrics you know oh, cool. Um, cool yeah no listen you, I, I, I've also been late to the party in a way because I mean I heard about these guys Jesus like 2004 five Did was the first time I started hearing the first about, episode of the show uh, maybe it's it, possible. Well, we, but Blake Mills was involved with them earlier really? on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, it was used to be called Simon. Dawes. Simon Dawes. Yeah. And oh. uh, but yeah, uh, my my friend Evan Anderson, who was uh, a Berkeley uh, student, I guess like in Berkeley they were like, "Oh, these guys are great," you know. And like, I'd I'd be like, oh, "I don't know." <laughs> sure. Um, and everything he played me, I liked it. I just didn't launch into it. But mm-hmm. now suddenly here we are. And now I'm like, hey, you know what? These guys are great. And the, the band that I would that keeps coming to my mind is Wilco. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I, you guys might be like, how could just, you possibly think in, that? Just in like their talent to a specific, like to this like Americana sound. I don't even want to necessarily throw in Americana. Just like okay. the, the the but just the idea of an experimental, intelligent, but still like groovy. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't hip rock I, band. I hear what you're saying. I don't think that they've done anything advent- as adventurous as Wilco up until this point. And if this album, once it comes out, like if it's if the other tracks more are the as, same, yeah, are, are more of the same, then they're on that track for sure. Yeah, you know. Uh, but the th- the thing is that Wilco takes it too far for me sometimes. <laughs> they can, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And 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 that they hit it and they hit the nail on the head for like a couple of records. Like Summer mm-hmm. Teeth, Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the sky, main sky, two. Sky, sky Blue or something? Oh, sky? sky Blue Sky, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yes, yeah, I would say those three yeah. are, uh, the, the, those are my like, go-to Wilco albums. No doubt. Anything else I've, I've tried and I'm never, I, you know, I, I, felt, I felt like I was being challenged and I was kind of like, <laughs> I didn't come here for that. <laughs> uh, you know? Anyway, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know, huh? for some reason I, I get the same kind of, vibe okay. yeah in these guys in the in the good way and maybe the sky blue sky kind of you can see that yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely so, uh, so I, I think it's a brave move for them i i hope it pays off i think it will yeah. uh, it, it sounds so good it's everyone i've played it for has just been like oh yeah this is really this is really nice this is really good so yeah the last thing i wanted to mention was we started a little bit late and in that interim i had a chance to watch some of the live they've they've for these four songs that they've released, they released live videos of them playing them in the studio. And um, they're, play- they're all playing these guitars that I've just never seen before. 
and I love the sound of the guitars on this album. And so I was like, I, I got a close-up shot of like the headstock of one of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, let's figure out what this is. It's called a Ratto Master, right? Ratto Master. Ratto Master. And it turns out, and I just learned this in the past hour, <clears throat> that the Ratto Master is produced by the bass player in the band. He oh, makes cool. the guitars for all of the players in the band. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Him and Side his dad. Project. Him and his dad. The bassist's name is Wiley Gelber. And him and his dad started a company back in like 2015 called. This is Gel- the Berkeley kids love them because they're just they got they got the whole package. <laughs> called Gelber and Sons, and they just make custom guitars and basses. How freaking cool! Oh, uh, so I just thought it was a cool little that's, side note. That's very cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's what I, I got. Think about that. All right. I always, I, I always think about that, like with like Brian May and like how. Like the Jedi has to like learn how to make their own lightsaber. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Anyway. So. Exactly. So check it out. Right. Uh, Dawes Misadventures of uh, Doom Scroller coming out July twenty second. Check it out. It's yeah. Good. Nick Hey, I got an album. Uh, <laughs> you I do. got an album. I I feel like this is a big one for me this year. Yeah. Um, I I cannot stop listening to it. <laughs> I think I think I'm on like eight or nine rounds at this point. Um, and I had no idea this was coming out, but Black Midi. Dropped an album, a new album on Friday, called Hellfire. Um, mm. And let's, you know, what, let's get a taste of this. Can okay. we play? Yes. Can we play? We're gonna listen to. We're actually gonna listen to a track lead into another track. This is Sugar Zoo leading into Eat Men Eat. I wanted to start with this one because okay. this album admittedly is Black Midi and so it has the insanity that is Black Midi and that Black Midi always brings to the table. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Did you guys give it a listen? Have you? Have you did. did yeah. you? Okay. All right. Um, I, for me, I think when I first heard Black Midi, I think this is what I was hoping would, would kind of happen. This is, a, this is like a quasi concept album. Every song is kind of a, has is a story, and he, he he embodies a character in that story, and they're kind of loosely like they kind of loosely intertwine, but not exactly all about the same thing. There's just there's something about this album that first listened through, I was like, this is where Prague needs to go. Wow. Like they do not take themselves too seriously. There's a lot of uh, it, it's fun is the thing. It's it's like a lot of fun. It, it for some reason reminds me of like some King Crimson in Adrian Ballou's time. Oh, like yeah. a, is, oh, is yeah. a lot of the vibe that I, I got when I was oh. listening to this. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Right? Just just that, that goofiness, that, like, mm-hmm. self-awareness, um, but fiercely intelligent and just so effing talented. Yeah. Like, these guys have gotten so good in the five years that they've been a group, and they're still in their early 20s. I, I'm curious. What did, what did you guys... Did you did this do anything for it? What did you, what did you think? Hmm. Greg? Jay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean... It's a lot to take in. Um, uh-huh. I listened to uh, one and a half times, so I can't say I've wrapped my head all the way around it. It's uh, it's frenetic. It's I- I'm interested. I was interested in your uh, take on whether or not the songs were connected thematically. I know that there's like I heard a couple references between tracks, referencing mm-hmm. other tracks, uh, but I didn't know if there was like a, a story that you were able to like piece out from it. There are the individual songs have actual individual like per, there, there's a couple songs in the middle that have different protagonists. Um, I think the, the the arc of the album is kind of all things are in mayhem right now, mm-hmm. which is not even a message that I would gravitate towards. And that that is the weird thing about these guys for me is that there's really nothing that they're doing that I would consider things that I would look for in, in music. Like huh. there there is an element of 
the thing that Greg talks about of the like un, the jarring scariness of some of the heavy stuff that you listen to, Greg, that yeah. this that this very much does for me, and it does it in a way that excites me like to no end. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the the musicianship that they bring and the amount of the cool thing is even in the most even in the craziest sections, which I think that that one that I just played is definitely going to be the loudest and the most frenetic of the three clips that I have. It is so tight. Yeah. Like they're they're not just going nuts just to make the noise. Like they're every every note is deliberate and where it's supposed to be. So the I, th I think the musicianship is the thing that kind of grabbed me from the start, and the fact that they're that they're young and have this vision and it's not it's not overwhelming uh, there is not an overwhelming like narrative they're not trying to force feed a story into your into your ears they're not trying to send you a message about the world philosophy yeah um which i think has its place but not for 20 somethings uh, as like a young band you know what i mean um, <laughs> and and i think they realize that and take that take that in in, in, in instead because in the interviews like they'll just talk about like oftentimes the song structure starts off as what if we did like a cowboy song, but like the guy is the and the, you know so the, the 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 vocalist will go and write like a story, <laughs> so he he's got a character that he's gonna embody, and he he definitely puts on voicings for that are different per song based on the character that he's that he's occupying, and then in the meantime the the drummer Morgan is just is just so uh, I don't know there's something about the way that this guy plays that's so uh, spastic but but spot on and just and mm -hmm. he just he just pulls the groove together i i just love it i, I love everything that they're they're pulling together here um greg what, what did you think well uh, listen i mean nick you brought you brought these guys in like as soon as i feel like they 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 they've, they had their first practice you were talking about on the fucking <laughs> podcast. um and kudos because now suddenly or maybe not so suddenly but it has been a quick rise mm -hmm. um they are definitely getting a lot of props from a lot of legit, relevant sources. And I've, a band that sounds like this, how can you, it's hard to ignore. Um, and absolutely, I agree with you that they're, they, they display like some virtuosic tightness. And, um, you know, one thing that I, that on the surface, one of my reactions to it is like, oh, they're, they don't like to be in major or minor keys. They use these kind of symmetrical scales, like whole tone scales and different things like that, that are okay. really, that are more tense, that don't resolve mm -hmm. as easily. And it's things you hear in Zappa's music. It's things you hear in, um, okay. you know, um, more kind of abrasive, you know, kind of angular or uh, even almost a atonal okay. kind of things. And they use that. King Crimson... Yeah. Um, I definitely get a lot of that. I mean, you mentioned Adrian Ballou, but as soon as I think it's King Crimson, I'm like, aha, this sounds like, this sounds like King. And then I can't even say Crimson because they've moved on to something else. Yes. <laughs> like, this doesn't sound like King Crimson anymore. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And I, I'll, I'll tell you, I have a few, a few things about this band and I may change my mind. Okay. But here. the parts that I like are too short and the parts <laughs> I don't like are too long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But that doesn't mean I, I'm the parts that I quote unquote don't like. It's just because I don't like them as much as the parts that I do like. Yeah. Right. Yep. So uh, there's that part, and I feel like I, could, you know, sometimes they get into something that's really gorgeous, and I'm like, man, why was that only five seconds? <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. again, it kind of makes me want to go back and listen to it again. So yeah. 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 There's that part. Another thing is, you know, I was surprised. To, you know, I mean, I'm. Surprise and not surprise, but okay. Right, it's, okay. It, it, you know, we we talked about Father John Missy the other day, and I don't know if it was your criticism, Jay, but I believe uh, Nick, sorry, but I, Jay, <laughs> I believe that once you were like, yeah, he's kind of wordy for me, but this this band, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> th this these guys make Father John Missy look like Charlie Chaplin, you know, <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's a lot, of, it's a lot of words. And honestly, I didn't know, I, I, I only got hip to the fact, uh, or excuse me, I only got hip to the um, concept of these characters mm -hmm. after the fact, mm -hmm. I, excuse me, after listening to the album. Mm -hmm. So knowing that now, I will go back, I, I'm interested in going back and listening to it again with the idea of like, okay, so this one's about the, the this character. Because apparently mm -hmm. it's like each character is like, 
committing another like it's kind of like seven deadly sins yeah, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say it was definitely very interesting. Sometimes also kind of the the crew the kind of crooning the vocal stylings are a little yeah I think like Abrasive. underdeveloped mm, almost okay. like. It's, a, it's almost kind of like, is this a joke sometimes, you know? Yeah, I think, um, and I think some of it is. I think it sometimes that's fine. is a joke. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. But anyway, but it's, 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 it, 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 what's, what's troubling to me is I can't honestly have that reaction of like, this is good music if I know immediately that there's like nobody I can play this for. <laughs> that, that, this, is always, this has been my challenge with this. That's guys. an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. This is this has been a challenge yeah. with me for for but, these guys because there is no you, there is no person that I can be yeah. like. Will you you can always bring it here. You can always bring it here. This is a safe place. Safe place. Safe place. And you know what? I think that it's it, it's a gamble because, yeah, it's true. You might bring something in here and then like, five years later, be like, oh yeah, remember when you used to like that band? I don't think that's gonna happen with these guys. I think that a lot of people are catching on. I know for a fact that there's other people in my circles that like non musicians or actually, musicians, but. Not like rock musicians hmm. that are like these guys are the, you know what I mean? Like I love the way that. that the vocalist does like the different like campy styles and like I mean he's like doing like like twenties thirties German dance hall like yeah. like it's gonna have certain niche appeals outside of music. I, I'm not sure. Like I started that phrase and I'm not really sure how to end it, but I think the the way that he delivers the stuff, I think it's gonna have like some appeal outside of just progressive rock musicians. I, Absolutely. I want to yeah. play I want to play another clip real sure. quick, but I I think that actually hits it on the head. I feel like these guys are going to be incredibly influential even if they never and and I'm I'm actually surprised that this album has gotten a lot of acclaim. Um but let's listen to another track. This one's a little bit a little bit calmer. Um this is from this is a track called Still. Funny man, it's like uh, that. Almost kind of made me think of like Neutral Milk Hotel for a second. Uh, he does yeah, get with the he, horns or even in the back. Bowie. There's, there's something, yeah, I don't definitely. Know. Oh, tons of Bowie for sure. Yeah, which yeah. Baloo takes a lot of Bowie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was something about I think this song, and, and and if I if I get a chance to play another clip, um, that was for some reason early Floyd. Mm. Like, like especially some of the like where they calm down and it kind of opens up. Yeah. Um, the, the especially the um, the goofiness of it all, because yeah. there yeah. is there is a there is a humor quality to it that's not they're not taking the concept too seriously. Um, the songs are still like there's a song called Dangerous Liaisons, which is about this like farmer that uh, gets tricked by the devil into committing murder, and then he gets gypped in what he's supposed to get paid, and and it's like Greg was saying, they're all they deal with like different sins. Um, but even that one is still like. It's the vocal delivery, really. It, 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 he just, they don't, they just don't, as much work as they're putting into this, it, I appreciate the fact that they're like, they're, they're, they're treating it lightly. Is um, it like Mr. Bungle? Uh, you know, I mean, they, 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 did, they do get, with like the spastic, get, like, like little, switching between genres and the kind of it's weird. crazy, goofy, st- like vocal styles. Is that what I'm uh, you know, thinking of? You're not off the mark there, Jay. And there is definitely, especially towards the end, they get a little circusy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like one of the. I, I remember I, I said this to somebody recently because uh, uh, we were talking, we were criticizing. Um, you guys familiar with the band Fishbone? Sure. Yeah. 
so like their lead singer angelo moore he was doing mm-hmm. a gig in la and my buddy and i stumbled into it and it was really not good Ooh. and uh okay. you know but, but respect to angelo but it was, it was i think he knew it was a bad show he was yelling at the drummer Ooh. like the whole thing and but a lot of it was circusy and i remember i, I turned it was pete or the drummer in red knots and i was like uh-huh. i was like yeah man we were like I, I can't stand it when bands get circusy. Okay. <laughs> like, like whether it's that them or the Doors, I hate it when oh, the Doors yeah. get circusy. <laughs> Even the Beatles. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like they, they, the Beatles maybe do it right because they're like kind of kind of like we're in a dream now. Yeah, you know, we're doing LSD. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, not a big fan. Fair and then, um, and also, uh, but Mr. Bungle, there's there, there's one because they had like this like psychopathic like cr- like actually th- creepy clown on the right, cover of right. their record and right. they are so over the pl- all over the place but i think for that them, goes they got what, they got a pass to what nick was talking about like the kind of spastic psychopathic yeah, quality of this music that, that offsets you and kind of scares you a little bit yeah it's creepy like yeah, if it's done right. i dig on that yeah, yeah yeah absolutely even if i dig the concept more than i mean the, the execution, execution is incredible the execution is off the charts incredible i mean they're so fucking talented yeah. and the production is yeah. amazing yeah but i can't like it's not like an an album you can sit down and like vibe to really and i don't know i don't know why but can i have listened to it so much i just just <laughs> i mean listen dude it's, 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 as soon as it the, stops the, the, i just start it back over again it's been nuts it's check it's checking off a lot of boxes for you and yeah. I mean, it's it's extreme music so i'm down with that yeah you know, yeah. I, th- that's one thing that I remember. I spent a year listening to basically nothing but Square Pusher and Meshuggah, <laughs> and like, and and I was like, I coming out of it, I was like, I guess I just like extreme music because mm-hmm. you couldn't get any glitchier than Square Pusher. You couldn't get any heavier than Meshuggah. Like, I'd like, yeah. I haven't come across it. And yeah. uh, this is another band that's quite extreme. Why don't you can't we can't out black MIDI these guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Hey, like good, good luck. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, they they are uniquely themselves. Um, yeah. And and it, it, I've said it. I think every album, this one makes me more excited to hear the next one because the, the where they're going, mm-hmm. it does seem like the point the where they the, the first album every song is like a genre. Second album Cavalcade, they started doing this like mid song, just completely switching sounds and and and, and shifts. And and this is more of the same. For the most part, but there's there's oh. a there's a nuanced difference. Like they're yeah. they're starting to connect things together, and yeah. and where they go from there, and how they mature. I'm, I'm just super pumped. Um, yeah, that's good. It, I mean, it's a good find. I had an uh, idea cool. of the vo- uh, somebody that the vocals remind me of. You remember that band Sparks that we were talking about a couple weeks ago? Mm. Yeah, that okay. kind of campy, weird delivery. Yeah, you know, uh, right. it's funny. It's funny because yeah. that band came up in the uh, Howard Stern interview of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? Really? Frusciante brought them up as an influence for some of the huh. songs, oh. like in the way they, they, in their arrangements. Interesting, mm. okay. Yeah, because basically, like, instead of like A, B, A, B, it'd be like A, B, C, D, E, F, <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that type of thing. Why don't we, why don't we listen to a, a small part of the Dangerous Liaisons that I was talking Absolutely. about? Absolutely. We can, we can wrap this up. Temptation had me by the bars He stole me a dream and I fed him For no reason except I am a fool To sign away eternity with one stroke A blind greedy hoax, the joke of all jokes I've done no word from anyone I've scoured the poor hall of the strip bars and casinos No man skinny enough to vaguely resemble my friend who said Who said we're me and the queen of eggs Ten grand in your pocket, don't be late Yeah, I really like that song. That was, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm well, still on listen, the Black Mady train. I'm still be, on be, before before we switch topics and wrap this up, September sixth, Baltimore, Maryland, Nick. <gasps> what? Huh? They're playing at Rams. They're playing at Rams Head Live. So, oh, you were there. You know, 
right. I, 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 I think you need to, to make it oh, a that's priority. A no, that's a no-brainer right there. <laughs> um, Rams had live in Baltimore. I, I've played there. This is a we've rare played there. So you, I know. Well, I know, but you guys have played <laughs> other places. I don't play that many places. <laughs> All right. No, we played there together. Yeah, that's true. Oh, beautiful. Sweet. Yeah. And how, how, how sweet would that be? And then, you know, if, if, if you get backstage, you could be like, this is where that singer threw up. <laughs> that's right. Oh wow! And they're playing. Yeah, they're this playing Black Aussie. Country New. Yeah, this is where the Aussie was, impersonator was, was supposed to be. Singer or was a son. It was a son. But let's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. to, to be fair, to be fair, our singer threw up as well. True. Yeah. Anyway, and it was a long yeah. night. It was a long night. <laughs> it was a lot of long night. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. That was awesome. I, I am going to give that at least another listen, man. It's it's so yep. dense and so, so cool. so cool. So am I because I want to I want to stay hip. the current event and it's awesome that they've gotten some traction and uh yeah i I mean new york times says it's a masterpiece not putting too much weight on that but i'm just saying it's that's cool it's well they said they said the same thing about the winklevoss twins that's true (laughs) oh you know what that i got it mixed up (laughs) (laughs) awesome all right well greg before we get going why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so you can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. Mm-hmm. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever podcasts are heard. Leave us a review. And as always, tell a friend, you should check it out. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, you should. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Here now. Thank you. All right. 154 in the books. Yeah, baby. Boom. Creeping up on 157. It's going to be a big one. Season four. Is it? Here we go. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) All right, y'all. Right on, boys. We'll see you back here next week. Peace. All right. Have a good one. Rock on. See you.